0: Hey guys, hey everyone, welcome to this week's episode of Freedom Fanatics. Um, yeah, Alex, thanks for being here today. Um, yeah guys, we're really excited for this week's um, episode. We've got a lot to speak about and a lot to talk about. Um, and yeah, I think we're going to get straight into things. So as you guys might have seen on your social media platforms, on the news, um, rather unfortunate news breaking, um, which is that ESCOM, um has... You know, once again, implemented blackouts, as I like to call them, because low setting seems way too nice. Um, and Eskom has once again announced this news. And not only has it been announced that it would be stage four, but just recently, a few minutes ago, I think um, news broke that it's actually stage six, which is up to four hours um of load shedding that we will experience, and the and main some of the reasons for um ISCOM suddenly now announcing this, um, these blackouts occurring is that there's been strikes occurring, um, with regards to iscom's workers, and unions have been involved as well with this, um, and you know, because they have been. They've been saying that, you know, they've been working so hard to keep ESCOM running, to keep the country um, electrified, as the word um, um, is used. Uh, but yeah, and they have demanded for more wages to be um, to be implemented. They want higher wages, more benefits. And it has caused you know, disruptions at, at multiple of South Africa's major power stations. And with them but if we workers is refusing to come in and putting in the putting in the hours. And unfortunately we are um you know suffering under the consequences of their actions. Um but yeah, Diego, so what do you make of the situation happening at ESCOM? And as it seems that, you know, the crisis um, is just getting worse
1: open up the market for the private sector to produce electricity do that immediately we are in a crisis our economy is on the brink of a collapse we need for this to happen now the democratic alliance together with other parties have already called for the government to declare this as a a national disaster i agree fully do that immediately declare the national disaster allow provinces allow local governments to bring in the private sector and start supplying electricity to the residents in that way. We, we cannot take this anymore. We simply cannot. That's, that's my whole take. I think that, that should happen now, really. And and, and citizens, it's high time that citizens become angry and stand up against the government. This, this is quite an abusive government. And we quite clearly know what should happen. And, and yeah, that's, that's my whole take around the matter. It's frustrating, I think. Sure.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. I agree with you, Techo. I mean, like, things are really tough in this um, country, and it appears, as Mbali would usually say, that tough times are lasting, um, <laughs> which is a very unfortunate occurrence. But, Alex, what are, you, what are your thoughts surrounding, you know, the ESCOM strikes and even maybe the role that the trade unions are mm. playing? I mean, because now we are suffering the even worse while they think they are doing something very... Um, brilliant, something really nice for them, but the rest of the country, well, approximately 60 million people are unfortunately striking, um, you know, experiencing this mm. devastation while the rest are striking. Yeah. You,
2: you know, what I think honestly, this strike is our waving flag. You know, you know, the flag, the 22 million flag that they wanted, you know, Ubuntu, Rainbow Nation, we're going to come together, unite. I don't think there's anything that unites people more than load shedding. It is the honestly the most frustrating thing that has ever come from a from a ruling party um, and, and and a country um, and yeah, the I heard yesterday that the the minimum uh, raise that the workers at, at escom want is would cost. Scom 720 million rand a year extra. And it's just, you, you know, what, I understand the need to increase your, your, your salary by, you know, to match CPI. That's fine. I get that. How many of us have, have taken hits? You know what I mean? Like the, and I'll leave it there, but the, you know, like we are all suffering. Um, we, 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 we hear your, your, your concerns, but also It's illegal. The strike is not legal. They had to get an interdict on Friday to get the strike to end because electricity and power stations are national key points. Now they have to bring in security guards to protect these power stations. Um, It's like yeah, it's border. I'm gonna like it's bordering yeah. on, on local terror on like local terrorism, honestly. Yes,
0: no, that's exactly true because even it fi- I find Lila really ro- ironic that it's the workers are striking when reports have come out. I mean, ESCOM CEO, mm. um under the Rater, many of the most prominent leaders in ESCOM have all come out and said, you know what, but some of us are power stations, we've actually experienced sabotage, um, workers purposefully destroying equipment. Um, workers, you know, deciding to, um, to, to not work properly in the um, required hours, um, negligence, all these type of things. And that's why I find it very ironic that it's the very workers then who turn around and are like, you know what, even though we've actually been the ones um, creating the sabotage um, under the constraint, we are still the same ones who are going to demand better. Do you, do you think there's some sort of form of entitlement in that? Or do you think that the concerns are are right and, you know, what what they're standing for is correct?
1: Sure. There is, there's a video I stumbled upon. It must have been yesterday or the day before yesterday on Facebook. Uh, it's a video of the current president of Malawi. And it, it was really a short video of a speech that he had delivered whereby he fired one of his ministers, um, one of the ministers in his cabinet, because she was fingered in, in, in reports and allegations around stealing of money during the COVID season. And in his speech, he said that he's going to run after every politician, every administrator, everyone who works in the state, including the cleaner, from the very cleaner to the security guard, to the admin officer, to, to the man, lower management, middle management and everything. That's precisely what has to happen in South Africa at this point. We, for, we are being sabotaged, right? We have been sabotaged a lot of times and we are being sabotaged by fellow citizens of ours. And But we must begin to see, see them as more than just fellow citizens who are innocent, who are uh, 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 victims of crimes by politicians. We must begin to see these people as the terrorists that they are, we are pr- trying to build a nation here. We are trying to build a country with every little resource that we have. This, people, we, we need clear leadership that's going to deal with these people, from the cleaner to the security to everything. As the president of Malawi has said, it's entitlement, but more than anything, it's 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 incipient it's criminality, at its very core. It's these are criminals. This 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 these really are criminals who are sabotaging our nation, building and country building project, and if we take ourselves seriously and our future seriously, we must deal with them appropriately. Mm.
2: Sholin, if I can just add to to what was saying, we mustn't forget the policies behind these kind of issues is preferential procurement, you know, BE being weaponized to bring in people who are not competent. There's a massive skill shortage at ESCOM. These are people who are just there to chow. That's all they're there to do, and this is, you know, like when i'm actually you know in in a way like the more load shedding happens the angrier people get and i think the more likely people are to actually go and exercise their their voices at the ballot boxes so when you go and vote you think okay load shedding sucks you know how do you why why well, you know why does it happen bad policies bad procurement um policies and and sort of that sort of nepotism and corruption that's what you're voting for you don't load shedding you vote out the cause of the, the, the rot. Yeah, exactly.
0: And no, absolutely Alex. And I think that load shedding is one of those um, issues um, political social issues that actually, uh, can, allows a lot of people to rally around it. Cause I mean, it doesn't matter which party you vote for, whether you, or whether you just sit on the sidelines and just observe the political scene, you cannot defend load shedding occurring in this country. Absolutely not. And the funny thing I see, especially when like going on social media, I usually see like these ANC voters are usually the ones who are like, Hey, load shedding is so trash and. This is so terrible, but I'm like, guys, I know you, you are an active participant in our democracy. Be careful and be vigilant for the party you vote for, because, I mean, load shedding is not a, it uh, didn't occur in a vacuum. Like, th- this yeah. has been a trend that has occurred, and there has been one party uh, put in charge to solve it, even though they were the ones to create it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's a really weird situation to be in.
2: So I was, I was, I was watching um, an interview with JJ Tabani recently um, yeah. on uh, podcast and chill with Macky, and he was saying that you know they were saying like no you know p- uh, young people aren't Macky was saying you know young people don't care about politics and 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 Tabani was basically saying that that's not true young people are very interested in politics they are not interested in party politics and then he said you know the thing is whether you like it or not politics. Whether you do politics or not, politics happens to you. This is politics happening to you. So it's, you know what I mean? So it's really like, and if there's nothing more detrimental to this country and its future prospects than load shedding, honestly. Like, yeah, I mean, yeah okay, we can have riots on a, on a big scale, sure. But you know what I mean? But yeah, really, like, politics is always happening to you, whether you like it or not, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Yeah, guys. No, that's, that's, that's very really true and very really insightful. And yeah, but I think we can move on to some, um, much more better news. Um, yeah, news that I found very, um, in, in enlightening and uh, rather inspiring is, um, out of this article, uh, by Business Insider. And, um, the title is this 24 year old. Um, opened a steel company during the hard lockdown. And now this company is valued at 7.5 million rand. And I mean, that is no joke, my guy. Like being able to not only start a business during low trading when so much um, government policy is heavy on you, but then also to not let that business just achieve a minimum type of success, but then reached the value of almost 7 million. Um, that is quite a success. And Alex, I know that you have very strong views on how, you know, hurtful and and very oppressive, rather, um, policy such as the lockdown was um, on South Africa. And now we definitely can't allow that to occur um, given the country's situation right now.
3: Yeah.
2: No, absolutely. And I think, you know, you know what. Uh... We've, we and, and uh, Tioko's flagged stories before of people who've, um, you know, started uh, chizanyamas and all sorts of stuff with, with next to nothing. Um, and the idea, here. but the, the thing that, the thing that stuck out for me here is how he, um, this gent got basically started working in a steel engineering company after school. Um, and, he just got a lot of his knowledge through working at the thing. He had the opportunity to work and learn. It wasn't a formal training. It wasn't, oh, Christmas fall, I want to go to campus. I want to study this. It wasn't like, oh, okay, cool. I need NASFAS or whatever. He was just like, that's what he did. Like, I don't know necessarily his, his personal background, but he, he went somewhere and he learned. He got skills and he started a company. Surely, that's something we can scale, you know?
0: yeah absolutely that's something we should actually be inspiring towards i think um but unfortunately um in some cases Alex even um, and Diego is that i while I was reading through the social media posts and reading the comments, and my initial expectation was like I thought everybody would be this excited that the young um entrepreneur was able to make a success in South Africa situation, but some of the comments that I saw um underneath this car, underneath this article. Um, was rather, um, people not really being that supportive. You know, one, he was accused of having, you know, white privilege. And of course, he was, he got a lot of trust fund money. Um, and, you know, people were actually ridiculing his success. And Diego, what are, what are your thoughts on that? Especially when it's like, you know, what people think that oh, no, the only way that you can reach this type of entrepreneurial success, it must be accounted somehow possibly to privilege or a trust fund, where clearly in this case, this was a hard-working guy, um, who obviously, you know, put in the hours to actually reach this point. And that's something we should um, celebrate.
1: Definitely. Well, some of these people, uh, I'm very convinced that some of them are naturally uh, dishonest and and, and disingenuous right and mischievous as well we can take it that far but i think the young man should ignore them and carry on with his business Uh, those who want to focus continue focusing on things that don't make logical sense Who want to continue being fools really Uh, should should, should stay there at at, at being fools Uh, those like this young man who want to work hard want to provide for themselves they are family members create jobs for the people let's let's carry on building and hope that those who are focused on things that don't even make logical sense will eventually come along and move with us in the same direction mm. i think we wa- we 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 tend to waste too much time actually now that i'm thinking about it uh trying to prove these people correct that uh, one plus two doesn't 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 add to four it actually adds to three and a waste time. Man. Let's let's focus on building the economy. Let's focus on opening businesses. Let's focus on creating employment and finding solutions to problems in our society. Those who are just talking, it's fine, man. They'll 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 eventually eat their talk. Let's 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 focus on building the economy. I think.
0: Yeah, I mean, things are so tough. We really cannot be um, discouraging young people from you know being actually um being entrepreneurs, being innovators. Um, being job creators, um, I don't think we should, in un- in any circumstance, be discouraging anybody from doing that. Um, especially if it's legal means, and especially if it's in an honourable manner, um, that type of behaviour that should be encouraged. I I can't agree with you more, techo. Um Alex, before we head out to burning mm. questions, do you have any last thoughts on that? Hmm.
2: I think I think what would be an interesting exercise is to take these these Twitterati couch people, take them with their phones with their Twitter. Go and visit the families of the people who this guy has created jobs for and ask them what they think about his privilege or his yeah. trust fund or whatever. Go and see how they, if they care, you, you, oh, what must they go in and, and what must they go and get a Sasser grant instead? Like what, what, what must happen? What are you, what are you doing to help people get jobs? Like it's, it's an empty, yeah. it's an empty argument. It's like. Uh, and it's, yeah, mean it's, it's in, I agree with you. It's, it's, you got to stop giving those people airtime. Let them, you can't, you can't buy bread with complaints. You can buy the, you know what I mean? You, you, words no. are useless. Go, ahead. this, this, oh, yeah. business is worth seven and a half million. Yeah, hey, he's going on a nice end of year holiday despite everything <laughs> that's going on here.
0: Yeah. No, absolutely, guys. So to the naysayers, guys, please step up and match your words with action. Um, it's positive action in that sense. Um, so yeah absolutely guys thanks for your insight and all of your, your opinions on things happening in our country right now um, i hope you guys found that entertaining and um, yeah but up next we are going to go over to burning questions and yeah we bali is waiting for us and i know that we got another fiery um, episode um, lined up so i can't wait to hear from bali but yeah thank you guys for watching and yeah see you
3: Hello, and welcome to another episode of Burning Questions. Hi, Alex. Hi, Sholen. Hi, Diego.
1: Hi, Hey,
3: guys. Me and Sholen have these beautiful uh, hoodies produced by Fan. And yeah, I pretty think these, these hoodies are quite good, and they look very nice and warmish. Alex, please tell them more about our hoodies and where they can get them. I don't know if you have that information in hand, but I, I trust you
2: i do yeah so we are busy we have recently launched uh, a range of uh hoodies um and they're on the fan website um so you can you can find them there uh they we are not uh selling them as such yet but we are at the moment just gauging interest, seeing if it's something that you guys are are you know having and, and they feature our some of our most prominent uh quote cards that have performed really well that have really resonated with with you guys at home um so you know, head over to freedomadvocacy.net, have a look, and just let us know if you're keen on having one, and as soon as they, uh, as soon as our, our site is ready to, to go, uh, you'll be the first to know we'll add you to a mailing list, and you can get your hands on one of them. So, yeah, but I believe they, they kind of, they're more summer vibes, they're not like, you know, for when there's load mm-hmm. shedding and there's no heaters in the house.
3: Yeah, but if you're a cool kid, you will know how to utilize it, you know, during this 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 winter. So yeah, man. Get yourself a cool fan hoodie. And yeah, man, you know, drip is forever. And you <laughs> know, I think these are cool hoodies. <laughs> so, guys, let's get into um our branding questions um segment. And our code card um this week comes from Martin Van Van Staden. And the code card basically says, ANC socialist thinking is crushing South Africa's future. Without a doubt, I 110 and 30% agree. And I think the first comment, um, it comes from, from Marcel, and Marcel definitely agrees. Um, he or she, or they, I don't know uh, their agenda, and I don't want to miss uh, gender people. Um, so they say or they add Um, And they are destroying, in all aspects, this once beautiful and fully functioning country. Another African country that is going to the dogs, for example, is Zimbabwe, Angola and Mozambique. But I think here we're focusing on on South Africa mainly and um, the damage that the ANC is done, has done or is doing rather. Um, Sholeen, thoughts on this cold card from Martin?
0: Yeah, no, um I when I yes, saw this word card um on um social media, it obviously performed very well um because mm-hmm. it, it resonated with a lot of people and the thoughts of many people. And mm-hmm. I absolutely agree with Martin in this um regard. Um and the Marcel and the countries that they listed because socialism has been tried in many countries and clearly it does not work. In Zimbabwe, um and Golan, Zimbabwe, like there's been socialist um tendencies in those countries and it has definitely caused more havoc than it has been helpful. And I mean an example of socialism is centralized control. And as we just spoke, um, eco- economically um, our country is suffering um yeah. under ESCOM which is which has been which has centralized um, electricity in this country and as we can see centralization does not
3: work. Yeah. yeah. Guys a quick question. Um, ESCOM obviously was around since the days of apartheid, right? Does anyone have information of how it, it was running, or any any like idea how it was running prior to yeah. to, to you know 1994 and uh, the ANC's mess up?
0: Yeah, actually, so then, um, one of the articles I'll be sure, but one of the articles that I've read is that during apartheid, so the apartheid government was very nationalist, um, hmm. right-leaning. Um, um, government, and in, when it's right-leaning, it's, it's usually called fascism, but it's very uh-huh. similar to socialism. It's just the other side of the aisle, essentially. Um, okay. And during that time, ESCOM was also um, under, under, um, under the apartheid government. And ESCOM was actually, despite its centralization, it was mm-hmm. supposedly one of the leading um, um, electricity generators in, in Africa. Um, that's yeah. why we still, to this day, supply um, some of our neighboring countries um, yeah. with electricity. But yeah. eventually, um, um, during that time, I think the party government were very afraid that they saw that if they um, allow everybody to just generate the electricity however, wherever, they will be less reliant on the national party. And yeah. I think that the ANC has a similar fear um, actually occurring right now that people mm. will see no need for the ANC anymore. Um, if they can just manage the electricity by themselves. Yeah. Hmm.
3: Yeah. Okay. That is interesting. Um, That thought just came now because um of this comment that comes from Matlatsi and um he says, I think he was shouting in this comment because he says, <laughs> I don't want to hear any single white person trying to blame the ANC. These problems didn't create themselves, but they were created by you. The ANC is blindly trying to clean your mess but because of financial resources at your disposal, you pay and intimidate them to fail. Diego, I'll give this one to you, comrade. Uh, go wild. Please respond well, to Mutlati.
1: <laughs> well, in responding to Mutlati, to, to I think I should ask Alex a question. Alex, uh, who did you pay at <laughs> ESCOM?
3: Let's
1: <laughs> start I mean, and not <laughs> you <play> this before. <laughs> How much do you them 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 Yes, if,
2: if 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 people knew how much we earn at fan, and we don't have money to, to pay officials at SCOM, let me tell you. But,
1: yeah, yeah. Well... Alice, did
0: you pay Gwedi Tashi? I'm just checking. I'm just right. making sure you pay that ASG right Yeah.
3: Well,
1: that that one is busy with these people, probably in Rustin Beck or or Fort. Taking all the mining <laughs> rights, but let's carry on to other discussions. Well, I think on on, on my part, but yeah I think it's 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 obviously nonsensical what uh, Mutlatsi does say. Uh, Here is Alex. Here yeah, we've demonstrated that Alex is a white guy and he hasn't paid.
3: But as Alex well as is a born free. Maybe Mutlatsi is referring to Alex's parents. Alex, no shade, please. <laughs>
1: you know well <laughs> sure go ahead, Sholev. i think you raise your hand what well, i was about to say that what well i think what mutlati uh, is probably referring to
3: mm-hmm. and
1: and 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 he or she is quite wrong actually but yeah. I, I i think they are probably referring to how escom operated during the apartheid times they would Mm. supply electricity to the white population and not to the black population so Mm. i guess he or she is probably trying to speak about that whole thing of now getting into 1994 Mm. and having to move from supplying electricity to the minority of the people now to everyone in the in the in the the nation it it becomes a difficult thing right Mm. but but At the very centre of the failure of ESCOM is not the fact that they were expanding ESCOM from supplying a small group of people to now supplying a a large group of people with electricity. At the centre is the issue of incompetent workers, at the centre is the issue of infrastructure that's not well maintained, at the centre is the issue of new infrastructure that was built by the post-apartheid government, And, and, and a lot of times the quality of material used to build that infrastructure was was quite dodgy, and mm-hmm. it's finding it's failing quite a lot. So it's it's, it's a nonsensical argument in that sense. But I do hear where they are probably trying to come from, but it doesn't mm-hmm. change the fact that it's still an nonsensical argument to make.
3: Definitely, um, it definitely is. Maybe Alex, um, mm-hmm. what like I think what not annoys me, but what what is very weird for me in this comment is um, the part where he says. The ANC is blindly trying to clean your mess. How is the ANC trying to clean anything? I, I think they're literally putting back the rubbish into the house. Um,
2: Ew, man. I th- yeah, man. Yeah, and I don't know. Like, uh, well, uh, what are we seeing? We now we're seeing sabotage. So maybe cleaning the mess means pulling down infrastructure. I don't know. Like, Probably. But you know, I think you know we spoke about on Freedom Fanatics how you know you've got to look past, look past the naysayers. But I think like. Let me put it like this: um, mm-hmm. between the four of us and Mutlatsi, I'm pretty sure we all want the same things. We want yes. a country that works. We want electricity mm-hmm. 24/7 with a guarantee that it will be provided. Um, mm-hmm. You know, re- resorting to like de- shooting the messenger doesn't help anyone. Yeah. Really, it doesn't yeah. doesn't help anyone's cause. So that that would just be my 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 comment to
3: that. Yeah, definitely. Maybe let's go to the last comment, um, it is from Stefan, and um, he, okay, they yes, there. Um, they say, global liberal capitalism is killing South Africa with wholesale, wholesale theft of our resources by corporations, banking cartels, industry, military complex, and global blah blah blah, I don't know what that word is. The ANC and the DA are all corporate spon- sponsored by political parties, and they are puppets dancing to their tune. Maybe the first thing I think this person is probably they're probably high or something. I don't know. No, damn, no, they weren't high. <laughs> the first part: um, global liberal capitalism is killing South Africa. Sholen, Alex, uh, you guys can take that. Are they are they are they high on something when they speak about global liberal capitalism? Mm.
0: Um, killing South Africa? I don't actually think it's global liberal capitalism, as they say, capitalism or liberalism, that has been killing South Africa. I think it's the only thing currently saving South Africa um, Mm. from actually going towards a dire threat, because the opposite of socialism is, in fact, capitalism. Um, Mm. And therefore, I think that we have constantly seen throughout the world globally that countries that respect freedom, as um, so we speak, um, you know, um, the economic um, and, you know, personal freedoms that we have, those are countries that always tend to succeed. Um, mm-hmm. But countries that follow the alternative, which is socialism, those countries do not survive in in the context, in the world, because clearly their policies or whatever does not work. Um, about this comment also, Alex, before I hand over to you, is that I will say in Bali, is that when he speaks about banking cartels and corporations and industrial military companies, all of these things, I'm not saying that is wrong, like maybe these things um, exist, and yeah. but I will also say that we shouldn't be looking for boogeymen under, mm. um, under the bed um, every True. time, because I must tell you this, that there is a, a party that has political power in this country, and when it mm-hmm. comes to politics, those are the decision makers. So no yeah. matter the influence, they still have a decision to make. So we shouldn't, um, you know, take accountability um, away from them and to a banking cartel while they are the ones that still have political power. So it's more of a dribble and distract,
2: um, yeah. in my opinion.
0: Yeah, Alex. Yeah. Uh,
2: no, I, I think, I think ha- Shonen's handled that a lot more diplomatically than, than I would. And I think, <laughs> I think, like, I, I agree with the, with the boogeyman theory. Guys, the, the, the causes are in our grasp. We know, it, so we know mm-hmm. what the problems are. We don't have to look for some—I don't want to say conspiracy, but some highfalutin boogeyman thing. Guys, the problem's there. We can we can vote it out. It's not it's not uh, rocket science. This one,
3: yeah, definitely. And I, I, I have I, a good I, feeling I about just, twenty twenty
2: four. <laughs> yes. I I, I I just couldn't help reacting to Sholin's facial reactions to <laughs> while you're reading the comments. So I think that kind of gave it away. Um
3: we kind of did. Um and maybe I yeah, have last thoughts, but I do definitely think that Stefan is a, is a proper socialist. I I think he is. So
1: well, I think so as well. I I I I think to say that global liberal capitalism is killing South Africa is to say that South Africans are really not capable of thinking, not capable of being creative not capable of creating anything you know because essentially the global liberal market uh, capitalism market is is, is a competitive market whereby uh demands on products is 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 is, is, is demands of there is a demand for products and if a country and its people are able to respond to that demand then that's good the country's economy gets to grow and everything of that nature so i think what has failed is south africa and us as residents to compete at that global scale to compete in that market we really need need to industrialize as much as possible and we need to start producing stuff and selling to 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 the market let's compete let's start with escom as we have discussed today let's start with Mm. escom open up that market let's compete let's see what south africans come up with they might come up with innovative stuff that might assist even the globe as a whole which which would be great and so yeah i think i think i think it's an insult i i think it's an insult but we really do need to pick up our socks and 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 really begin to compete in that global market
3: yeah definitely guys i think we've come to the end of our episode thank you so much for joining us and um we'll catch you same time same place on tuesday 6 p.m and yeah do remember your freedom is worth fighting for